Hi, uh, my name is Josh Dragana, and I am back uh, from a long and fun uh, film festival uh, tour. Um, it's been a while, I, but I just haven't had a chance to get back to the podcasts, um, just because we have been kind of all over the place. Um, the fest, the uh, the film uh, ended up uh, getting accepted to a bunch of different festivals, and I've just been traveling with it. Um, we, we had our premiere at Outfest, and um, since then we've played at Helsinki International Film Festival, Scottsdale International Film Festival. Bologna um, has a festival called Gender Bender that we played at. Um, we were the opening night film of the first Time Code NOLA Film Festival in New Orleans. Um, we've gone on to uh, play the uh, Aglif, which is the Austin Gay and Lesbian International Film Festival, which has been now changed to Polari. Um, we played the Seattle Lesbian and Gay Film Festival, and we just finished the um, the Cork, uh, the Corona Cork Film Festival in uh, Cork, Ireland. So um, we've been busy, and it's been just a, a awesome, fun, just wonderful ride. Um, so. I think it would be only fitting for um, for me to talk about um, film festivals and just what's involved with uh, with film festivals um, for this whole podcast. So I'll start off with our premiere, and um, you know you hear a lot about how your premiere is um, one of the most important things because, and it is because you're going to get the the it's like your your night, your, it's your biggest night. You're going to get a lot of attention and. You need to turn all that attention into something that you can parlay um, for the film down the road. And um, for us, it was a dream come true. It was Outfest in Los Angeles. And um, man, it couldn't have been any better. Um, it was great. And I have nothing but great things to say about Outfest and the organization at Outfest. If you have an LGBT film... Um, I highly suggest that uh, you submit it to Outfest for consideration because they are extremely supportive of independent cinema and queer cinema. So if you if you um, if you find yourself um, almost fun, uh, um, uh, if you find yourself you know uh, looking for a festival to submit your uh, your LGBT film to, you know, look no further. Um, there are uh, a couple of other great film festivals. There's Frameline in San Francisco. And there's New Fest, which I believe now um, Outfest is partners with, and that's in New York City. But we had ours at um, at Outfest, and it was it was a festival that um, we wanted to get into from the very beginning. I mean, it was always a goal of ours to to have our film um, premiere or screen at Outfest. And so when we got that email, it was just you know it was awesome. Um, when you're when you're looking at festivals and you're strategizing festivals, um, it can be an overwhelming task. So um, in our case, we brought on a couple of consultants, and one consultant in particular um, is Bob Hawk. Bob is very well known in the independent film world. Um, he's been around for a while, and he's very familiar with festivals. And he travels a lot, and he attends a lot of film festivals. So he has a he has a, a very unique insight into. Um, into the film festival world. So we uh, we brought Bob on as a consultant for this movie. Uh, Bob worked with us on um, cuts of the movie from, you know, just stringing it out to uh, 
um, to the final cut of the movie. And he's even helped us with like postcards and stuff like that. Just getting his opinion on things is it's, it's, it's very helpful. And you know, um, when you're looking for festivals, you, you have to uh, keep in mind that each festival is different, and there's different tiers of film festivals. And um, what might be right for one film um, might be not might not be for another film. So you really want to look at a fest- the festivals that are going to um, gravitate, um, or I should say, you you want to find a festival that your film will gravitate towards because. Um, you know, there's just so many, and um, and the programmers look at so many different films that um, it's really helpful to know just sort of where their direction is. You know, in terms of um, the philosophy and um, and what um, you know, who's programming it, and all that kind of thing. Um, so that's that's one of the big. Uh, big recommendations that I have. Just really do your research. And if you can't afford to get a consultant on, do it yourself and learn and ask lots of people. Just keep asking questions. Ask different filmmakers. Look at uh, Without a Box um, has uh, great forums um, in there. You can read a lot there. There's lots of different film forums that you can get information on. And and from there you should be able to find out, you know, where where your film, um, where your film is a right fit. Um, and it if if your film doesn't get into a one festival, um, doesn't mean that it doesn't mean anything. It just means that the, the, the programmers that uh, program that festival or the person that was looking at your video or your film, um, for whatever reason, they didn't find it a right fit for your festival, and that happens a lot. I mean, it doesn't mean that your film is bad. It just means that um, it just didn't fit into that particular program for that year. So there's nothing wrong with resubmitting another year or. or submitting another film um, there uh, another year or whatever um, speaking of submission I want to talk about that because I think probably the biggest mistake that I made um, was um, submitting early and there's really no need to do this and um, I think it's probably the one of the few regrets that I have with this movie you know is just the submitting of a film before it's actually done and ready to go out, locked and and, and, and ready to show people. Um, this is for a couple of reasons. One, um, you, a, a programmer isn't aware necessarily of where you are creatively in the process. So for them to just sort of guess um, how much more work you have is way beyond what's expected of them. Um, so... You can show them something like, okay, maybe there's maybe your green screen work isn't done or whatever, and it's like, yep, yeah, they might get something like that. But in terms of like um, structure, I mean, it's 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 ludicrous to send them something that's 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 not done locked. Um, two, they have a lot of films that they are responsible for programming, and there are deadlines for those films, so. Put yourself into their shoes and think about it. Um, are, you, are you really going to expect a programmer to vouch for you so that your film, though it's not done at the moment that they're looking at it, will be done in time so that they can make sure that that slot is filled? I think it's a lot to ask a programmer, and I think that it's sort of uh, a ridiculous task for them to have to be put into. And then three, um, costs. I mean, 
if you're submitting a film that's not finished, you have to still pay for that submission fee. So wouldn't you rather have that money at the end of your uh, process when you have a finished film to submit? So those are the things that I would um, stress to other filmmakers that are interested in submitting an unfinished film. I would say, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. If it's not ready, it's not ready. I mean, we submitted a film, well, a copy of the film to a festival, and we thought we were done, and we were... Of course, uh, we, they didn't accept the film because who knows why. I mean, um, and we were months away from what we ended up finally cutting and, and locking. So you just don't know until you know. Um, so that's that's that. Um, I think uh, the next thing that I'd like to talk about is um, formats because that's something that um, it, it's it's costly. And it's technical, and um, every festival um, has different criteria for what and how they're going to stream. Um, so we uh, we we made a, a few different formats for this film, and it was really came down to like, okay, uh, what is the what does a festival need? And um, so. Um, what we, what I ended up making uh, was a DCP, and if you haven't heard of a DCP, uh, you will definitely hear of a DCP because it is, um, it's a format that more and more festivals are requesting, and quite frankly, it's a superior format that um, I've witnessed now on a few different screens and have been very pleased with. Um, one of the festivals that X had asked us, um, you know, for the film, um, requested specifically a DCP. Now, you can go one of two directions with this. You can say, oh, sorry, can't do that, um, you know. Or you can say, yeah, I'm going to figure it out. Now, DCP, um, which stands for Digital Cinema Package, is essentially, this is technical stuff here, it's essentially a series of JPEG 2000 images. Um, that are packaged together, and these are MXF files that are um, then, um, you know, regurgitated out um, in this program and spit up onto the screen in a nice, beautiful series of um, JPEGs that make your movie. It's really like a base. It's really like a um, a digital 35 millimeter print. I mean, it's as close as you can get. You can, I think there's like 15 channels of audio you can use and video. I mean, you could put subtitles, all kinds of stuff in there. Uh, long story short, it really looks and sounds beautiful. I mean, I've seen it in a Harkins theater. I've seen it at the Alamo Draft House, and I've seen it at um, at, a, at a at a little movie house um, in Helsinki. And all of them looked and sounded great. Um, so if you can get a DCP file done, do it, because it looks and sounds awesome. Um, the biggest problem with DCP is it's very expensive. I mean, for an indie filmmaker, it's expensive. I mean, you know, I think a feature film could cost you anywhere from five grand up. So that wasn't an option for us. Um, the only option I saw was um, making it myself. And thankfully, I had a, a, a friend that um, deals with digital projection so i went to him and said you know george what's the deal with dcp do you know what this is i've never heard of it before and he goes aha yes 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 so he explained to me what it was and he put me in contact with a company that deals with a third party 
um, plugin for compressor. The company's called Cubis, and the um, the third-party plugin is called Raptor. That's W-R-A-P-T-O-R. And um, what it does is it creates a digital cinema package um, via a compressor. I, um, I, I, I had no idea what this was. I just started researching the hell out of it online. And there are some really resourceful things out there um, on online where you can get the whole backstory of DCP and, and what it does and you know how it works and everything. And I think the more you know about it, the clearer um, you will be in terms of how to make one. And there's different ways of making them. I particularly chose this route, and I'm glad that I did. Um, Cuvis was very helpful in the process, and um, uh, and you know essentially walked me through different parts of it when I was running into technical problems. The biggest problem or complaint that I have at this point in time is that there's no viewer, so you're making these files, this this package, um, blind. Um, I was able to send three seconds. Um, clips um, to Cubis, and they uh, QC'd them, and you know we went back and forth after problem after problem, and finally we were able to get it uh, to get it worked out, and 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 and, and I have since um, made uh, a couple of different uh, DCPs um, with this. Um, now Cubis is supposed to be coming out with a viewer, and they told me they'd give me a beta version of that, so I'm really hoping that I get that. And as soon as I do get that um, and test it out, I will post my um, results. And um, I can't imagine there'll be anything bad because they really, really um, kicked ass in terms of that third-party plugin, uh, Raptor. So um, my advice to you folks is um, learn DCP. And um, if you can't afford it, um, then make it yourself. Um, there are have, there have been you know horror stories. I just read an article. Um, I guess uh, De Palma uh, played his film at uh, New York uh, Film Festival. It was his newest picture. I can't remember the name of it, but um, and there was problems with the DCP. See, there's there's two things to think about with DCP. Um, one is it can be encoded so that it has a code so that it can't be you know ripped off. Um, and and when you go to the movie theater and you see all these digital. Um, projections of all these new movies they're all dcp but they're encoded and so um when they come into the projectionist uh the projectionist has to enter a particular series of numerical code for it to uh, play and if you don't have that code it just doesn't play so now when i made mine i made it unencrypted because it was um <laughs> because i couldn't do it i couldn't encode it and b I found it, I would have run into far more problems if I would have had to do that. And plus, I believe the, the festival also specifically said yeah, they wanted it unencoded. So um, so there's my spiel on DCP. Um, learn it, figure it out, because it's going to be cheaper. And if you you know have any problems, you can start to troubleshoot it and backlot it and figure out what went wrong, when and where. Um, but it is here, and I don't know if it's here to stay, but um, it's definitely here right now, and more festivals are playing it. I've screened it at three of, the, of our festivals at, on DCP. And there's a couple of ways to submit a DCP. There is a um, – there's a, there's a uh, one way is in a CRU enclosure, um, and that is like a big box. <laughs> it looks like a kind of a mini safe, and that's what you submit. They drop it into a um, – 
like almost like a raid file, and it and it sucks it and it ingested ingests it into the system, and then it plays onto the screen. The other was just a simple like Western Digital, um, hundred gig you know little travel drive, and I have submitted on both of those things, and they both worked. Um, but do look at your um, at the specifications, and you know with the CRU you have to format the drive in a certain way, um, and. You know, there, there's just there are lots of things that can go wrong with it. So please do your research and um, and learn it because it is something that's going to be valuable. I mean, it's going to save you tons of money if you can do it yourself. So there you go. Um, other formats to consider are Blu-ray, HD cam, Digibator, um, and I'll start with Blu-ray because that's probably the more common of them. Um, I've shown it on Blu-ray in a few different festivals here now. Um, and all those worked. Um, we didn't have any problems. I've heard horror stories from different, um, uh, you know, different different filmmakers about um, their Blu-ray problem, uh, but um, we didn't have any. I mean, I authored it myself. Um, what's good now is that you can go right from the timeline if you're using Final Cut X. Uh, and like a Mac Pro, you can go right from the timeline and just spit out a, a Blu-ray, and it'll it'll bring it'll. Um, print it right onto the onto the onto the disc too. So and you just need to get yourself a Blu-ray burner, and you can pick one of those up at Fry's Electronics or you know whatever online or anything. And, and they're they're coming down in price, um, but um, they're a little slow because of uh, unless you want to shell out a little bit more money. But they do work, and be sure to QC all your stuff. But Blu-ray is the alternative, and the stuff that I've seen on Blu-ray has been nice. It looks and sounds nice, so I can't complain about that. I always bring backups. HD cam. We have not screened an HD cam yet. Um, we did get one made. Um, there was problems with it, so be sure to see what your what exactly what the festival needs, which kind of HD cam, because there are different kinds, and um, you want to make sure of that because that we had problems with, and um, luckily the uh, the business ended up giving us our money back, and um, we ended up making a digibator. Because <laughs> a festival wanted a digibeta, and then I'll finish on digibeta because, um, you know, it's not HD, um, but it is like an old sort of soldier that's there, and it's a nice backup. It's something you can bring with you. Sure, it's big; it can fit in your in your backpack on your uh, in your suitcase. Um, but um, it is a nice backup to have, and a lot of people do carry digibeta decks at different festivals, so it's a nice backup to have. And we have it sitting up on the shelf here, and um, you know, so if something goes wrong, you always got that. And, um, you know, speaking of backups, whenever I go to any festival, if I'm there, on my person, I bring, if I, I bring multiple uh, Blu-rays, I bring my Digibeta, and I bring a MOV file of my movie on a little hard drive, so that no matter what, if the DCP doesn't work, if the Blu-ray isn't working, if, you know, the Digibeta, they don't have a Digibeta deck or whatever... You can always plug a hard drive into a laptop, and then you can send the laptop to the projector, and you can project your movie. So I keep all of those formats with me every time. You may call it neurotic, but at least I know if I'm there and my movie's there, people that are sitting in their seats are definitely going to see my film. So um, just something to keep in mind. Um, and um, let's talk about that a little bit, traveling to festivals, because um, I did. I, I went to um, 
it can get extremely tiring, <laughs> and the jet lag will completely, you know, mess with your head. So, um, when I started off this tour, it was um, we went to Helsinki first, and we had three showings in Helsinki, uh, two of which I attended. From there, I flew to New Orleans, um, got in in New Orleans, showed that night, um, and spent a couple of extra days in New Orleans to kind of hang out with some friends, and then um, off to Scottsdale. Played in Scottsdale the day we got there. Woke up the next morning, flew to Austin. Played that night we got into Austin. Um, flew out two days later and went to Seattle. And we showed the day after. Um, so if you can get to festivals, do it. It's, you know, it's pricey. You know, it's been a little money. But like someone told me a while ago, you just never know who's going to be in the, in, in, the, in, the, uh, in the audience. You never know. It could be a distributor. It could be... Um, an agent, it could be um, a programmers for other festivals. Um, there's so many opportunities that are there that if you're if you're available and you can make it to these festivals, do it because you just never know. You never know what can lead where it can lead to. And um, so um, I think I'll bring it back. One, just finishing up with um, attending festivals and 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 the importance of it. When we premiered at Outfest, it opened up doors for us. And I think other festivals that I attended opened up doors for us. This is the first time I've done a film where I actually have emails coming in of festivals wanting my film. And it's a great feeling to have because they're genuinely interested in it. They've heard about it. So that means that the movie has a buzz going on about it. Um, and um, you don't have to pay for a screening fee. <laughs> I mean, it gets pricey paying for these screening fees. So if you can get it waived, you know, by being asked for a screener from festivals, it's a major plus. And I always say, you know, it never hurts to ask a festival if they can waive a screening fee. Not all of them can. Some of them can't. Um, but if they can and, and they and they will do it, then, you know, you're saving yourself a little bit of money. Um, I think that uh, uh, the other part of that is um, the screening fee, you know. I should say the other thing would be more of a submission fee. The screening fee is, 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 is a fee in which a festival will pay you to show your movie. And those can range. They're all different. Um, and that's always good to ask about, too, if, if the festival pays a screening fee. Um, ask. It never hurts to ask. And the festival knows that, you know, you're, you're, a, you're a, a struggling filmmaker trying to get your art out. You know that it's going to cost money to get there. Or you know that it's going to cost money to get a hotel. You know that it's going to cost money to, you know, um, to eat while you're there. Whatever. Festivals genuinely are really cool about this kind of thing. And, and you know, if they can help you with a with a hotel room, they will. If they can help you with transportation, they will. If they can help you with um, uh, uh, travel tickets, they will. I mean, it just depends. Some festivals are bigger than others. And quite frankly, if you're not someone that has a, a, repu a reputation and you're, you're not necessarily going to bring in ticket sales, then they really don't have that um, you know, incentive to pay for everything. But some of them will do it. And if they'll give you a screening fee, well, then you can use that screening fee to, um, to pay for some travel or, or pay for you know, other submission fees or you know, that kind of thing. So never hurts to ask. 
And uh, I think on that note, I will I will end this podcast. Um, it's been a pleasure. I'm I'm hoping to do more of these podcasts, maybe a couple of more, um, just to sort of sum up this experience with it, and um, with the fat with the film. And uh, you know, um, if you have any questions about anything, don't hesitate for a second to send me an email. It's director iPhone at gmail dot com. That's D I R. E-C-T-O-R-I-P-H-O-N-E at gmail.com. My name is Josh Dragana. This is Satan's Angels Movie Podcast. You can see um, all information um, at our website, which is satansangelmovie.com. Go on over to Facebook and like our page and uh, follow us on Twitter. Um, I think... uh, Social media right now is a really important thing for us filmmakers. Um, if your film gets into a festival or you're trying to get your film into festivals, keep it alive on the web. I mean, if you're traveling and you're going to fests, talk about it. Let people know you're there. Post photos. Share your experiences. Because you're helping the festival and you're helping yourself. It's all about promotion. This is the era that we're in. And if you want to make more movies, you've got to be in it. So with that, have a wonderful day, and thanks for listening.